Well, hello, welcome, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and thanks for tuning in to Twisted Tales with Faith. She's here too. Lisa's here. She's and just Lisa. Being I was doing like a moment of silence just to make just, people think that your only friend was now gone. I have lots of friends that aren't you. I mean, they're my employees, but still. Right. Yeah, you pay somebody to like you. I don't pay them. The owner of the company pays them, and I just boss them around. I'm playing. I'm playing. But anyways, what do you got for us, Lisa? It's Lisa's turn to tell a story. Right now, I just want to go ahead and warn you. uh, Ah, crap. I have no idea what's going on tonight. Kind of grossness, you know, mostly because my nose is still whistling. So, sorry if you hear it. Um, Not grossness from the story, just your general persona. Yeah, it's just me being disgusting as a human being. People are used to being disgusting as a human being. See, can you hear it? I'm whistling. But My no, nose is everyone whistling. is used to you being a problem. But it's really annoying. As is your usual personage. You personage. I really wish we, we, we recorded these so people could see the faces you make at me. Yeah, I make a lot of faces. I wear every emotion on my face. Which is one, anger. <laughs> I'm going to do my best not to curse at you tonight. That'd be nice. I don't have a lot of time to edit. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we all know that I get my inspiration from... Pretty amazing places, right? Random videos. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Something on Discovery Plus. I don't know. Hey, I saw this commercial and it made me think about Googling said issue. You're kicking me. I didn't mean to. So I had actually started this whole thing doing, I wanted to do a podcast on uh, this German woman and I ended up dropping it completely because everything that I thought was like, this mom was a hero. It turns out like she was like a freaking shit show. Yeah. Like that TikTok <laughs> mom. Like, which one? That TikTok mom. There's this mom that's like she's she's made tons of media on social, like tons of money on social media because she had so many followers. And she has like five kids and was like this great mom, great family. Turns out that she was like malnourishing her kids, not feeding ah, them. Physic- I did not hear that one. She wasn't physically abusing them, but she was mentally abusing them like She's she's standing trial and her kids are all taken away. Wow. No, I had no idea. But she was like one. this amazing mom. Oh, no. Piece well, of I got the, the idea for the, the my story. I was actually just like scrolling through Facebook and I saw that this woman had uh, shot her daughter's uh, rapist and murderer. M- murder. Yeah. Murder. OK. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to. That's the story. I'm on board. That's the story. Superhero. Mom. I need to. Yeah. I need to. Dude. What a crapshoot. <laughs> what a crap shoot fell down a rabbit hole did you i did but and it, the suckiest part of it was is like you could totally get the entire story on this one chick yeah but not the guy that he, like he was already accused once and did time for being a molester but whatever mm. i ended up ditching that story because it pissed me off because i really wanted her to just be like vigilante mommy but she was a bag of whores Basically, oh, yeah. Sad. I mean, she was still great because she like you know shot him in the face in the but middle of the courtroom. But she should have been a decent mom before that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Okay, really wasn't quite the story that I was pinging <laughs> it to be, and so I was all like, "Wait, hey, yeah, I'm totally almost ready, but I've started all over again." So. Yeah, how many times does uh, that happen? That happens a lot, a lot. Hey, I was doing a story, but I found a better one. So mm. see you in twenty four to forty eight hours. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. So <laughs> this one I got because uh, I get sucked into all kinds of stupid. TV shows, but this one I saw on an episode of Evil Lives Here. I don't know if you've ever watched that. Mm, nope. No, no. I've heard of it. Like, I've heard it referenced. Yeah. But, no. Um, okay, so we both have very, very strong opinions when it comes to murder. Everything. Right? Hang them, hang them high. Yeah. Right? When it comes to, like, the crap they do and, and whatever. This story actually caught me off guard. And uh, 
I'm going to, I'm going to just jump right into it, but it was not, not what I had expected. All right. So Aaron Faust is the subject of this podcast, KK. but his father is actually the one who sat down and told the story of his journey, um, that he had with his son, convicted murderer, Aaron Faust. Okay. Um, Robert married, uh, Aaron's mom at about 20. Her name wasn't given. So he's the stepdad. No, bio dad. Bio dad. He, they, he got and married to when her he was at 20. 20. Yeah. I thought you meant like the son was 20. No, 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 no. no. Uh, they had one child. At first, things were going really well. Um, mom started having issues. Like, I don't know. And they didn't quite get into like a whole lot of detail. But the only thing I could think of is per that time, because um, we're, we're talking, he was executed in 97, I think. Okay. Um, so postpartum probably wasn't a thing back then. Oh, but no. that's kind of the only thing I could think where she just couldn't do it. And, yeah. and Robert, the dad, wound up with full custody of Aaron. So they got a divorce. Yes, they did. They divorced, got full custody. Um, as Aaron started growing up, he started displaying behaviors that his dad could only describe as odd. Um, Robert had a babysitter that used to help uh, with raising him and doing all kinds of goodies. Yeah, you got. I mean, you you know how it is as a single parent. You have to have someone help. Yeah, right. Especially like you know, before this kid is, you know, a certain age. There's only so much time you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. School hasn't started yet, or summer, or whatnot. But she went to. He went to pick her, uh, Aaron, up at the sitter one morning, or one afternoon, and he noticed Aaron was sitting in the corner. And so, you know, as any parent would, what What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because back then, it was actually the kid's fault, not the teacher's fault. Correct. Right. Right. And he had said, like, you know, this was a really nice woman. It was she was a great Christian woman and she would help him out like a lot when it came to being a single dad and trying to do all this for a kid. Right. Yeah. So she had this look on her face and was like, you know, can I talk to you like in private for a second? And she explained to him that Aaron had picked up her cat and was choking it yeah like on purpose yeah not like my dad was like well i mean they had to have been like just playing around whatever whatever and she's like no like he wasn't like hugging the cat he had he had the cat by the throat two hands holding it up choking the cat oh well and so like any dad right Mm -hmm. got pretty upset with Aaron, and straight up confronted him in front of the babysitter and was like why why would you do that and Robert kind of explained it as he had like a blank stare, almost like he didn't even really acknowledge the fact that his dad was talking to him. So his dad pressed him again and was like, why did you do it? And he's like, I wanted to. Okay. Now he's, this is a younger boy, red maybe five. six, seven years old. Yeah, red five. Right. And not, he's not abused. He's not like anything at this point. Right. So at this point, he's too young to be beaten right now. Right. So. Well, I mean. Yeah, I get you. I get you. That. You know, for me, like, that would be kind of like a, oh, what's happening, right? Yeah. That's kind of a, a, a sinking feeling. hmm And so, you fast forward a little bit. Dad gets the kid home, pressed him again. Why did you do it? And Aaron just said, I don't know. I just did. That's not an answer. Never, yeah. There was never a coherent answer if he even got a response out of Aaron at that yeah. age. So, their normal routine, <clears throat> as, as things, you know, progressed, was dad woke him up for school. Made him breakfast, got him to school, <clears throat> but out of nowhere, Aaron started waking up before his dad would, and he would 
like the first time he found uh, Aaron, he was sitting outside in the freezing cold in nothing but a pair of pajamas, just sitting in the doghouse. So he grabs the kid's jacket, runs out to the doghouse, and he's like chastising him like any parent would. Like, what are you doing? It's like freaking 30 degrees out here. Yeah. You're wearing thin pajamas. This is not helpful. Like, you're going to. You could really You're gonna get sick. Yeah, you could hurt yourself. Like you could die if you got cold enough. And he actually spoke this to the kid. Nothing. No response. No nothing. Just he said it was just like a blank, blank stare. Right. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't have mental health. And so. Assistance. Oh yeah. So this happened a few times over the course of a week. At one point, Dad was woken up very early in the morning. Aaron had wandered off again. And he actually ended up on the porch of an off-duty cop who called Robert and was like, do you know where your son is? He's like, yeah, he's in his bedroom. He's like, no, no, he's not. He's <laughs> I wouldn't be calling you if sitting, he was in your bedroom. Right here. Yeah. And so, obviously, Robert takes off to go get his kid. He's like, getting on, like, what are you doing? And the officer in front of Aaron was like, bud, like, you need to figure this out. Like, we could take your kid away for stuff like this. Yeah. You need to, you know basically put a leash on the kid right like nobody has no idea what's what's actually going on in their home right now yeah this kid just keeps wandering off and again robert's like what are you doing what like why are you doing this nothing i don't know why did he not get like i don't know testing for the boy hold on okay so aaron progressively starts getting worse as he's getting older yeah and sorry at one point in school um Robert got a phone call from the principal. Hey, we need to talk to you. Yeah. Gets down there. And Aaron had beat the crap out of a kid who said that he, he, Aaron said the kid was bullying someone else. But Aaron beat the kid so bad he broke his own hand. Jeez. Like hitting him in the face, broke his own hand. Yeah. So the school basically was like, your son needs help. And so Robert had him seen by three different psychiatrists. Yeah. Three. Every single one of them said, he's fine. He's a sociopath. Uh, you know, yeah, he, well, he's fine. Um, even though he keeps getting more and more violent, the doctor said he's going to grow out of it eventually. Right? No, he's not. I mean, how many times do you hear that? Just from, not psychiatrists, but like yeah. anybody. Yeah, he'll yeah. grow out of it. He'll, you know, yeah. oh, he's 14 years old and he's pissing the bed. He'll grow out of it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So dad was like, you know, one doctor after the other doctor after the other doctor. He's got three diagnoses and no help. Yeah. Because they're all saying he's fine, right? Pretty much. Yeah. They're like, he's, you know, everything's good to go. Yeah. So at one point, the dad was so like, this sucks. Robert got like really, really low. Yeah. Because he didn't know what to do anymore. His kid was. A problem. A big problem. And And getting worse. The thought just kept creeping into his head. What is he going to be capable of as an adult if he has absolutely no empathy now? Yeah, okay. a lot. And he had told a story that one night as he had gotten off, he or gotten off work, sorry. I, I figured. Yeah, he, you know, got the kid to bed. The kid fell asleep, Aaron. And he was like, and listening to him talk about it was like, you can only imagine what was really going through his mind at that time. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I mean, I could stop all of this right now. I could kill him and I could kill myself. Like, he literally contemplated a murder-suicide. It's gotten bad. Jeez. And so, he, fleeting thought, 
right? Yeah. As soon as he had the thought, he was like, nope, nope, I am not. I can't think this way. He did some praying over the kid, prayed, and just told God, he's like, you have to have this at this point because I don't know what else to do, right? Well, what, yeah, you, he's tried. He's He's exhausted his avenues. Yep. So at age 14, uh, Aaron was arrested for trying to steal a car. Mm. Uh, Robert, uh, again, asked why. Got no answer from him whatsoever. Aaron said, I just wanted to have some fun. Robert actually wanted his son to go to juvie, but the judge sentenced him to probation. I was going to say. Like, he wanted his kid to go to jail because. To keep everybody and him safe. Yeah. Well, not even just that. Like, he wanted him to have, like, a severe consequence. Like, all of the consequences that dad has ever dished out up until this point, there's been nothing. The kid don't care. Jeez. So, again, he pretty much got off with a slap on the wrist. Aaron got into uh, a fight at school. Officers broke the fight up and found uh, Aaron had a knife on him. Good. Yet again, no real consequences except what Robert dished out to him. He was like, well, you can't do this or that. Give me the knife. You're not having it back. You can't. Where did you even get this from? Aaron totally shuts down, doesn't even talk to him, like just doesn't like nothing. Okay. So uh, Robert gave up and he he needed a break. And so think right around, gosh, 16, 17, something. I don't even know. Um, Robert sent Aaron to go live in uh, Iowa with his mother. Now, mom, who has been basically like null and void up to this point. You have to wonder if there is I'm sure isn't, she knows I mean, like, like everything that's been going on. But... I know you guessed PTSD at the beginning, <clears throat> but you have to wonder if there's not some kind of <clears throat> hereditary imbalance, if you will. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like narcissism or something like is, is, is something like that. Not even narcissism. Like, I mean, you've got if you want to go to the spectrum. You've got Asperger's where they don't feel empathy or sympathy. Like, they just don't understand that. And back then, there would be no diagnosis oh, no. for something like And then you've like got, that. like, a true even sociopath. In the, even in the late 90s, there wasn't, like, what we have now with yeah. sensory deprivation and this, that. and Yeah, but, you know, like, you've got so many. There's such a wide spectrum of mental disorders, and some of them can be triggered by stress. So her giving birth, having PTSD supposedly maybe having PTSD could have postpartum, triggered her. PTSD. That's what I meant. Postpartum. Could have triggered her. And then the divorce and him not seeing his mom anymore could have triggered him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I just have to wonder if both of them are so shut down. Like and that this. is actually what, like at one point Robert had said, it was almost like the boy in the, like the boy in the picture, I pegged maybe for like maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. So like young enough to where it would impact not seeing mom anymore, but like maybe not old enough to really recall. Yeah. As he got older. But I don't, I don't know. Because he was young when, like, the cat incident happened. Yeah. So you have, I just, I'm, 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 it's just pure speculation, but I'm wondering if there isn't some kind of at least yeah. something there. Yeah. And, like, I've seen kids get pissed off about, like, more of, like, a retaliative thing, right? Yeah, but he. Cat scratched me. Yeah. I'm going to hit the cat, right? Yeah. Like, that's kid's instinct, right? Mm-hmm. You did it to me, I'm going to do it to you, but. Like, that's, that's normal. I want to see what this looks like the inside. So dissecting a live cat, that's not normal. He didn't dissect it. He I know, but I'm just saying, it. like, you know. You know that your husband does stuff like that, right? Yeah, but he waits till they're dead in hunting. Don't make him sound weird. People are going to call. He dissected a rabbit in this very garage. But the rabbit wasn't living when that's he dissected true. it. 
Don't make it weird. I'm just messing with you, Faith. Come on. We live in the South. <laughs> everything. Is everything. Yeah. Everything gets disemboweled. Anyway. Um, so again, sends him to live with mom. Apparently, Aaron uh, had a two county high speed chase. Oh. He was arrested and at 18, 18, was finally diagnosed. As an antisocial, antisocial sociopath. Ha <laughs> ha. I said sociopath. Yeah. So he did three months oh, and was man. released and moved back in with his dad. At this point, Aaron was 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad just kind of sat there and was always like, I never, I couldn't understand like why he would do what he would do. Like, I don't get it. It's not normal. Right. You can't. I'm not saying just because he was antisocial, he's crazy, quote no. unquote. But we always say you can't make logic out of crazy. Like, you can't make sense out of crazy. No. So you can't, when there's that, when, it, you can't make sense out of what other people think and do anyway. But when there's an imbalance or when something's broken, yeah. you can't, you don't know. Yeah. Especially if there's not a cause. There's no, yeah, and there's no way to fix it because like you don't know where to it's start. It's just broken. Yeah. yeah. And listening to this dad talk about and, like, tell this whole story, you should really go watch it. Um, He just kind of, as much as he knew like he couldn't help his son. He was never not there for his son. Yeah. And so it's this weird like battle that Robert faces. So when he's telling the story, he's literally heartbroken and you can tell it by the way he talks. But yeah. anyway, so Robert could never really understand why Aaron kept doing what he did. Hmm. Um, but eventually Aaron finally, he got a stable job. He moved out, got a girlfriend, got an apartment. Looks to be turned at a quarter. Everything was like just super normal. And I guess it lasted for a while. So in his dad's mind, they were right. He outgrew it. Mm -hmm. The consequence maybe, you know, and I'm sure, but dad, I'm sure that Robert never gave up on what his son is capable of, especially like anger wise. It's probably always the back of your head, but anytime there's like that little, little glimmer of hope, I feel like you, you, you cling to it. Yeah. It, like, you're telling yourself he's he's able to keep a job. He hasn't gotten fired for crazy reason. Yeah. He's got a girlfriend. He's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're telling yourself all the good things. So he did. He outgrew it. He's an adult now. That was all childish folly, if you will. Sowing wild oats. Right. Like, I know that's what I do. Like, a, thank God something's happened. Right. I'm just hoping that you. Everything like, else was corner. just a bad, bad dream. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm remembering it. Maybe worse I than overreacted. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because I was stressed. I was a single parent. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. justify that stuff. It's like I've, had, someone... I've even had moments with my own kid where I'm like, where does that kind of anger come from? Mm -hmm. Like, you're, you're 10, bro. Like, chill out. Like, no. Fortnite is not the end of the world. Yeah, like, right? you know what I mean? I'm sure you've had to deal with it with Bella. Or she's, she's not as old as Caleb is at this point. But yeah, <clears throat> she's going to get to that hormonal stage, too, mm -hmm. where it's like, Ugh. oh, yeah. What have I brought into this world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, so again, dad thought, you know, things were going really good. They, he had a great relationship with his son throughout the throughout all of this. The, yeah. The crazy childhood. Even when he was with his mom, he never stopped talking to him. He's a good dad. He, yeah. Talked all the time. He just was mentally incapable of, of helping at that point. Like yeah. he had been dealing with it for so long. He just needed a break. Yeah. Everybody needs a break. So. One night, Robert got a phone call, and it was Aaron. Aaron was screaming at the top of his lungs, like going bat, bat crap crazy. That's not good. Okay. 
And look at you censoring yourself. I know it took me a second too because I was gonna say. Uh, it turns out it was him and his girlfriend that were having this like knockdown, drag out fight. So was it like a butt dial? No, he was calling his dad to calm him down, mm. like reaching out to dad for help. Right. Oh, that sucks. Dad hangs up, shoots over there. Yeah. By the time he gets there, because this is before cell phones. Yeah. I just want to remind people of that. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Before cell phones. I knew that. There was no there were no smartphones back then. No. And if you really wanted like a, a Zach Morris cell phone, you had to pay out the butt for it. So yeah. and it usually had a cord connected yeah. to the back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you were really cool, you had a clear pager though. Oh yeah. Those were legit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was never that cool. I wasn't that cool either, but I my I, I envied them. I t- I'd take my mom's old ones. Me and Sheena would paint on them or nail polish them. Like uh what were they? The super phones before uh the iPhone, Blackberries. Everybody had to have a Blackberry, uh, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> razor before that. Heck yeah, buddy! I actually, found Frankie's old Blackberry. Well, I mean, like, I mean, when you talk day. about like smartphones, yeah, that, yeah. It, it was a Blackberry back then. Mm-hmm. Anyways, wow, we get off topic really quick. We did. So, Dad gets there, and when he shows up, he can already hear them screaming in the That's apartment. Not a good sign. And he has a shotgun in his hand. Aaron does. Not good at all. Not good at all. Nope. You've escalated. Well, the way that Robert was explaining the situation at hand was this young woman probably has no idea yeah. any any of of Aaron's background at all. She doesn't She's know screaming at him at the top of her lungs. Oh, what are you going to do? Shoot me? Yes. Go ahead. Shoot me. Go mm. ahead. Point it at me. Pull the trigger. Like goading him. Because she doesn't know he will. And that was the first thing that entered Robert's mind was, I'm about to witness him murder his girlfriend. Oh. Like, hello, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you do at that point? Full body tackle him no, before he gets a shot off? Not even close to what Robert did. What, so what happened? She, he literally <clears throat> basically walked up on his son because his son was trying so hard at that point to calm down. And Robert said, I know he didn't want to hurt her. Yeah. And I know he didn't want to hurt me because he cared about us, but he was so enraged. Mm-hmm. Anything could have happened. Yeah. Anything. And he was like, and I honestly believe to this day, had I not shown up when he called me, had I not gotten that phone call, He'd he would have murdered. Yeah. But he would have murdered her. On the flip side of that, he only showed up because the kid knew his limit. So, so why are we talking about him if he didn't dad, shoot the girlfriend in front of the dad? Because we're not done yet. Ah, crap. So dad gets him calmed down, gets the shotgun out of his hand, basically tells Chick, you need to go. Yeah. Like, bye. You you, you, you have escaped certain death, woman. Leave, right? Yeah. So daddy diffuses diffuses the situation. Kudos to the kid, though, for knowing. Everything turned out. Yeah, okay. And, uh, like, you have to, like, really watch to, to, like, hear his voice. And the overwhelming, like, fear of his son that he had. Yeah. Like, because he didn't know if he was even going to walk out. And that is such, like, I couldn't imagine that. No. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so eventually, Aaron now in his late 20s, roaming town, doing what he wants to do, still has a great relationship with his dad. Mm -hmm. But he was also hanging out with a lot of crappy people. Drug Mm -hmm. dealers. And at this point, dad speculates that he was like a leg breaker. Like you, well, you, you would call Aaron if you owed him money. Yeah. Like if you owed somebody money. But 
he would always go and hang out with his dad and have a drink with his dad. And they just, you know, uh, Robert always knew something that, that things weren't quite right with Aaron. But at he that always point, tried to redirect do? him and help him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just, he literally just at that point, That's this kid's an adult. Do. Like, yeah. yeah, there's nothing you can do anymore. And so he just, st- he stuck with him. That was it. Like he, he could prove like he knows. Yeah. He knows something's off. But there's not been anything legally to, like, get the kid committed or locked up. You mm-hmm. can't just say, I've got a gut feeling. Yep. His son would tell you, and he described it as, he would tell me all kinds of stories, but it's almost like he would stop before the ending. Yeah. Where, and he said, I don't know if he was telling me that because he wanted me to feel like his son was a tough guy or, because he, he would use phrases like, I, I'm invincible, dad, nobody can hurt me. Yeah. And it was and he always said at the end of each story it was like there was an ending to that story but I don't get to know it. And he always thought in his mind that person isn't living it. Dang. And so May 20th, 1997, Robert's 48th birthday. Mm. He got a phone call from his ex-wife who told him that Ra- Aaron had been arrested and gave him no further information about anything. What, what Do they live in the same state? Mm-mm. So how does she know? I'm assuming that's probably who they called. I mean, be honest, Faith. Something happens with somebody's kid. Do they call daddy first? No, they call mom. Always. Well, I guess so, but the, the kid, kid craps himself at a daycare. They don't call dad first. They call yeah. mom. <sighs> okay. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know if he was in Idaho, Idaho at that time or not. Okay. I'm not sure. So he got no more information, but the very next day, Aaron called his dad from prison. And Aaron basically was like, hey, dad, you know love you, whatever. I was arrested for murder. Mm. Robert said he always wondered what would happen next in all of his stories. He never had an ending. Now he does. And now he does. So he had always hoped that like, yeah, you know, he, he did really stupid things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he would steal cars and he was, you know, he would do dumb adolescent stupid things, yeah. right? But he always just prayed that it would never end up that way, but yeah. always had like this dark, sickening feeling that, that it was gonna, it, he was capable of it, basically. Yeah. So when he was talking to his son, he said that the first thing that popped into his mind after hearing that he had been arrested for murder was that <laughs> night that he walked into his son's best bedroom and contemplating killing the kid and himself. Mm. And like, could you imagine that? No. As a parent thinking, Twenty mm-hmm. something years ago, had I pulled the trigger on him and myself, somebody else would still be alive because I knew deep in my heart, like something. Now, here's the thing. Here's the crap part about that. It could have gone either way. Yeah, you don't know. The kid could have been perfectly freaking normal, but for him to not be that kind of guilt on there's that always, dad, there's always there's always guilt be, on somebody. Oh yeah. Whether you survived, whether it was your, like it's a crapshoot for everybody. Well, all of the stories that we talk about, which is what kind of drew me into this one, is always like, oh, I don't feel bad for the for the killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you had a crappy childhood, but you can pick, you know, you yeah. have a choice, whatever, whatever. But like actually hearing this dad yeah. talk about raising his son in a somewhat normal, you know, not the perfect family. Right. But it was definitely a broken yeah. But doing the best that he could do. But just because you're divorced doesn't mean you can't have Correct. a good, Yeah, the exactly. kid could have had a great life because his dad did everything possible. 
to try to help to try to help him and that's what sucks because like if he'd had siblings that were normal quote unquote like live productive lives they're gonna be you know what i mean like right it's like a school shooter the whole family's judged for the the actions of one imbalanced individual that you don't know how hard that family tried to prevent it and or if they had any clue what was going on in their mind and that for me like was kind of like that moment that kind of hit me hardest yeah was here's this guy who literally did what he could yeah he reached out for help multiple times took him to like three different psychiatrists saying like i know something's wrong fix him yeah help me fix him Mm -hmm. not fix him for me but yeah help me do this Tell me what to do. Tell me what's wrong. Tell me how to. Yeah, he did everything. Yeah. That sucks. So the night that he had almost killed his son, he prayed that God would just take over. And he thought all the chaos, he continued to, he thought that through all the chaos, he continued to believe that God would just take over. And that no matter what happened at the end of all of this, at some point, Aaron would just come to Christ and that he could actually see his kid one day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because at that point, like, it, he knew. Yeah. He knew what was happening, but he had no way of stopping it. No. He, None whatsoever. He did everything he could. Yeah. Because even though he had a sickening feeling, like, something's going, you don't just say, yeah. I think my son's killed however many people. Like, yeah. you're. I'm going to lock him in a dog crate. Yeah. So that's wrong, too. Yeah. You'd get arrested. Yeah. So, no matter what happened, no matter how much crap Aaron got into as a stupid kid or a dumb adolescent or a moronic adult. Yeah. Dad was always his pillar. Yeah. Always. And tried to get him help, did everything he could to no avail. Mm-hmm. Aaron was convicted of capital murder and sentenced to death. Did it say why he killed this person or who it was? He was uh, actually a rich guy. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was him and another guy that had been arrested for murdering this guy. But they stole his stuff. And that, that makes a capital. It yeah. was, yeah, it was nothing to do with drugs or anything like yeah. that. I think they just wanted his shit. And so they took nice. it and killed him. So, okay. and I, I'm pretty sure they killed him with, um, I think they tied him and strangled him, I think. Mm. And then they just kind of like dumped him like he didn't mean anything. Excellent. So, uh, he had absolutely no remorse for what he did. In fact, he was pretty much perfectly okay with dying. Um, he was asked in one of the interviews that he had posted, they asked him straight up, like, how do you feel about being on death row? And he was basically like, the sooner the better. Jeez. Yeah. And like, to me, that's a sick mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he knows something's wrong with him. You would have to think. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he knows. That's why he called his dad that one time. He knows. (sighs) Yeah. So, uh, Robert went to see him just before the execution and asked him, because he was only accused of the one. And basically, it was like, is there more than one, um, you know, that you... All those stories, you all the, the endings. Life. Yeah. Aaron replied yes, and then told his dad, but they were all drug dealers. Aaron, I think, probably felt like he needed to justify his actions to his dad. Yeah, it's his you know dad. I mean? It's like, the one oh, person. I, I, you know, I got away with beating the hell out of the bully, so maybe dad will understand, like, these people yeah. are just drug addicts or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to make it sound better, who knows? Um but he pretty much in a nutshell was like, I don't know if they lived or died. So I really, I couldn't give you a number. Mm. And um, the relationship that he had with his dad, he was never, Aaron never lied to him about anything. Yeah. Like he was pretty upfront about yeah. all of it. 
you know he I mean? could be because his dad. Well, but here's the thing: his too, dad didn't like blindly stand it, by him. Like, correct. He, he tried to help him, but his dad never judged him. He loved him either way, regardless, which is what a parent should do. Yep. But like uh, then, like when he made that statement, we were always honest with each other. He was always real. Mm-hmm. He was always truthful with me. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if I had accused my kid of choking a cat, knowing he was going to bear a consequence for that. Mm-hmm. First instinct for any child is to lie about it. Oh, gee, children don't have to be taught how and to lie. He did not, didn't even phase him. No, just told his daddy, "I did it," and don't care. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, I know that sound that might sound stupid, but I feel like for like a normal toddler or child, they mind, lie. Kids don't absolutely. have to be taught. They know instinctually. You come out of the womb how knowing how to lie. All of us do. Yeah, that's why I drill in my kid's head since she was like two. You will have a consequence, but you will not be in big trouble if you tell the truth. If yeah. you lie, it's capital. Yeah. In my house. Like you're in. Yeah. So I don't care if you tell me the sky is green instead of blue. If it is a lie, it is going to be so much worse. Oh, yeah. And I had to tell your brother like several times. Hey, if she comes and tells us something, if she should be in trouble, we have to tamper it down. because we have to teach her young. Like if you don't lie, it's, it's not going to be as bad. Not, it's not that bad. We'll I try to tell my son it. the same thing where it's like oh, yeah. you're still going to have a consequence if you do something wrong. But if yeah. you're dishonest about it, your consequence is going to suck. Oh, yeah. But she would come to us when she was like four and be like, please don't be mad. But blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Well, did you just tell me the truth? Yes. Then you're not in trouble. Let's just try not to do it again. Right. Like, so at young, try to drill in her head, drill in her head. That way now we'll talk about it. There might be, you know, a consequence. But quite frankly, when she's in high school, if she makes a dumb decision and goes to a party and get drunk, I don't want her to make a worse decision and get in the car with a drunk friend. Because she's too afraid to call me. Yeah. Like, call me. You call me because you you got drunk or you were with a bunch of drunk people where you shouldn't be. You will not get in trouble. I'll pick you up. We will go home. We'll never discuss it again. Yeah. Because I would rather you make a dumb choice and not want to do it again based solely on the repercussions that you're going to have yourself from being hungover. Yeah. And get into the car and I never get to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I agree with that 110%. 110%. But. But you have to like it is. I mean, she's eight now, so it has been six years of us drilling this into her head at yeah. every step of the way, and still to this day, she'll do something, and I'll I'll ask her a question that I already know the answer to, quite frankly. Yeah. And before she says, I'll look at her and say, "Remember, we don't tell lies." Yeah. And she'll just sit there for a second, and you can see her trying to decide. Yeah. Should I go for it? Right. And her little arms will deflate and say, well, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's okay. That's fine. Let's just try not to, you know, yeah. we just don't tell lies. If you, got, if you don't lie, you're not in trouble. But it's hard to get that drilled in her head. So for this it's hard to just be like, yeah, I did it. So I wanted to. Right. Like, that's not a normal That's not behavior. a normal reaction. Yeah. No, because you know you're in trouble. You were, you were sitting in the corner. Your dad's And literally you. could care less if you had a repercussion. And to me, that, again, is you know, because yeah. you don't know. I mean... He could have gotten spanked. He could have been. I mean, that's that's the the generation of yeah. spankers, right? Groundings, what like whatnot. And he, he just whatever, man, whatever. I don't care. That's, Do what you will. That's, I'm just going to go freeze myself to death in the doghouse. That 30 sucks. Degree weather. You know what I mean? I'm so glad that my kid is such a people pleaser mm. right now. Because all I have to do is be like, I'm really disappointed. And she puts herself in timeout. She sobs. She cleans out all her room. She, she punishes herself. And I'm like, all right, that was easy. I've discovered that the easiest way to get to my kid is if he think he's if he thinks he broke my heart. Yeah, 
If you start crying. Yes. If I start crying. Just start carrying a needle in your pocket and, and jam it in your leg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so again, he told him he was honest. They'd always been honest with each other. Um, I lost my spot now because you ramble too much. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Oh, wait. You are. That's the problem. So Robert pretty much knew something had always been off and not, mm-hmm. not quite right, but never stopped fighting for Aaron. Always being there for his son, always, always praying just for his son to find God. They could see each other again. But no matter how much of anything, I mean, he, I really believe he'd have thrown down his life for his kid. Yeah. To be normal, to have a normal life. Yeah, he was a good dad. Yeah. So just before execution, so just before Aaron's execution, he wrote a poem to his father on Father's Day. And I, Are you fracking kidding me? Dead serious. Oh, this sucks. I don't want to hear I it. I typed out the exact poem. Watching this dad read the poem. Rips your soul out? Yeah, rips my freaking soul out of my nose. Because he tried so hard. Oh. So Aaron wrote, it's Father's Day. Your only son is locked away. Won't be home till he's old and gray. Try as you may. Try as you might. I could only do wrong and never right. I only knew misfortune and pain. A few sunny days, but mostly rain. Now I'm in prison and life seems down the drain. I'm just the man that never fit in, except in a world of darkness and sin. All All my life, I've never been able to keep a friend. But dad, you have been true blue to the bitter end. As a father, you have been a real treasure. You tried to take away the pain and bring nothing but pleasure. My life has been full of sadness and my mind clouded with madness. Hold on. But when all is said and done and I am laid to rest, I hope you know that you did your best. Ugh. It punched me in the gut because there's this kid like. On the one hand, uh, yes. But on the other hand, like for the dad who's. That's kid, what I'm saying. Like it's awful. It wasn't but- about Aaron. It was about that Aaron had that to say to his dad before I know. he was executed. But that's the thing, like it's all like that is just peeling away a layer of skin and pouring lemon juice in it. Like yeah. painful. But for the dad who's struggled his entire life to try to protect this kid and help this kid and fix this kid and ultimately just love this kid yep. to see that the son realized that. Yeah, he knows that. Like, it was a lot of bad, and the kid knows that, but you were the bright spot. Jeez. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned also that his son came to Christ before he was executed. Yeah. I don't know. Death row? Ugh. And so he holds it in his heart that maybe one day he'll get to see his son again. Gosh. You know what, friend? I wouldn't want to take that from anybody. That is a punch. That is awful. What a horrific story. When I I would have rather when it got to the Mother poem, Helga from Russia. Thank you very much. Give me a bad parent every day that their kid turns out awful. That, you know, mentally and emotionally I can handle. A parent that tries so hard and the kid that is not. Mm-mm. I don't like that. Mm. Well. And it's hard for me because we always <laughs> It's that age-old question, nature versus nurture, right? This kid literally had no, there was no rhyme or reason, really, that anybody could, unless he completely disassociated when his mom left. 
and how Some, that happens at such a young like his dad had even said at one point he thought it was demon possession and he was becoming so like infuriated because and again like you like how could somebody not like to be honest with you you've traveled down every other route that you could possibly take psychiatrist he's been in prison yeah he's done this he's done what like where's the logic right yeah so for him to jump to the conclusion freaking demon possessed yeah, i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah. <laughs> be like there's got to be some kind You're of explanation just trying to justify what anything. can't be justified anything. exactly that's what i'm saying but you know so what? i would never look at him and be like dude you're cuckoo for cocoa puffs by saying something like that at the end of the day sometimes it's just product default mm -hmm. sometimes there's no reason that the wind-up toy doesn't work it's just broken inside yeah it there's no one dropped it yep no one stepped on it no one ran it over it just came from the the factory broken but people don't have warranties and you can't exchange them it's, it just is i just couldn't sucks. imagine feeling it you know what though a part of me would feel gratified in the fact that he knew all along he could rely on me he knew all along he could trust me and he knew all along I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's why I say, like, it's a punch in the gut sitting it's there. awful. Yeah, but like the amount of emotion he must have oh. felt reading that. The amount of emotion he probably still feels if he's alive. Like, it's always a you love him and hate him situation. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, our, our constant what, could I, what else could I have done? What should, what else, what, you know what I mean? Like, what would have made the difference? Yeah. But, but in I mean, that case, that's nothing. like that's a normal reaction to any circumstance. Mm -hmm. You lose a loved one. I should have called them more. Yeah, I should have visited more. I should, yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah, dude, I, I watched that story, and I, like I said, I've always been like the aggressor when it comes to hang him yes, and hang him high. Yes, you have. And while I don't disagree with his sentencing, I've actually looked at the opposite end of the spectrum. But I'm going to give praise to that dad. In saying, I think that if he had gone and been called as like a character witness yeah. for his son, I don't, I don't believe based on the story he told. Mm -hmm. And I won't know because I would have to dig back in and try to find some court reference somewhere right. buried deep. I just don't see him getting up on the stand and saying that my son's a stand-up guy. No. I really don't think he would. He would have just, you know, I don't. This is what happened. This is what he was like. And honestly, I'm not shocked. You know yeah. what I mean? But like you, mm. you listen to all these other cases where you, you have like Shannon Christensen, perfect example, the, the mm -hmm. men and women who murdered the crap out mm -hmm. of her and, and Chris. And they, oh, my son would never, this wasn't his idea. He was caught or whatever, you know, he felt trapped. And I'm just sitting here thinking, mm -hmm. I don't know how you as a mother could look at something like that, that your son did. Mm-hmm. And, and find a stand up, yeah, stand up for him. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, release him to me, release mm -hmm. him to my custody, see what yeah. happens. Like, I don't mm. know. that sucks. That's that a that hard story, man. Like, it it sucked. It sucked when I was watching it. So I was like, man, Faith, I'm gonna tell this story. She's yeah. gonna hate. Me. Yeah, I don't much. even feel bad. Don't yeah. even feel bad. Of course you don't. Ah, well, on that happy note, I'm sorry. Uh, the name of it. Uh, the episode, if you guys want to go, if you have Discovery Plus, it is called um, Evil Lives Here, and the episode is called I Raised a Psychopath. Jeez. 
I know it. I know. And I'm trying to see which season it was on just to get you there a little faster. I'll put it in the show notes. No. Well, don't think. There's nothing nothing jovial. You've killed my mood. I know. I'm sorry, man. On that depressing note, guys, (laughs) hope you have a great turkey day. Absolutely. Gobble, gobble. And eat lots of your favorite food. Pass out because that's what you do after you eat. Yes. Hopefully your kids are at the age where they can amuse themselves. Mm-hmm. Hope you find some good deals on Black Friday. Woohoo! And, uh, uh, well, sorry. That's all I can say. Sorry. But if you need a laugh, you can always, you know, go a few episodes back and listen to Lorraine and Bob again. Yes, that was a good one. That was a good one. Much better. Have you already posted the other one that I kind of guessed at the beginning? But then yeah. You- Navarro. Okay, Navarro. I post- okay, I didn't want to. Awesome. I didn't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah, I posted Navarro last. That was that's, good too. I was, hated you. Ah. But anyways, all right. Well, enjoy Turkey Day, guys. Have a great week.